The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. Don't forget you can listen to Busted Open live for three hours Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation. But you get this beautiful podcast and The Masters Class that you get once a week exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. So let me bring in our masters, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. Gentlemen, good day, sirs. Good day, sir. Good What's day, up? sir. How are you, Bully? Good day, sir. How are you, Bully? Hi, Dave. I- I'm still having a-, a great laugh of how I called in last Wednesday to the show and absolutely buried you. Yeah, but Bully, maybe next time you could stay on the line so I can actually ask you a question before you hang up. Absolutely not. Well, you know, Tommy, good to see you too. And we have a very (laughs) special master's class. And it's something, and I think it's something that we've talked about a lot on Busted Open and the Busted Open podcast. And that is the art of officiating or maybe the lack of officiating we've been seeing in 2022 in professional wrestling and who better to join us. It's very rare that we have a guest on the master's class, but we have a special one today. He is someone with over 20 years of experience of officiating, and he does a wonderful job hosting reffing it up. That's available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And that is the legendary Brian Hebner. Brian, how are you? And thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me on and I'm doing wonderful because I get to see the beautiful faces of Bubba, the beautiful faces of Tommy. Hey man, you ain't got to kiss nobody ass, man. Oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not. Stop lying. <laughs> well, notice I didn't see you. So, so say, see there? <laughs> How the hell did you miss Mark? <laughs> I, I didn't. That's all I saw on my screen, actually. Brent, Brent, how old are you? I'm 46. Okay, Dave, I have to correct you. Um, Go ahead. 47. Brian, I'm sorry. Brian has been ref. He's been refing since he was probably 45, 45 years, because he's always had to mediate and break up his dad and his uncle. <laughs> so I apologize, sir. So let me do it again. Somebody who's been officiating for over 45 years and is also the host of Reffing It Up. Let me bring in legendary Brian. Have the Brian. Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. 
Thank you, guys, man. Now, we talk about the art of officiating. And, Brian, I'm just guessing that in 2022, when you're watching pro wrestling across the board, you probably have to be a little frustrated in what you say. Um, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I do a little segment on my uh, podcast, and it's called Ref and Review. And I go back and I watch the week's worth of wrestling and just focus on the refereeing portion of each and every show. Um, but what I see nowadays is absolutely, for the most part, a disgrace to what the referees of yesteryears have done for the business. And it looks like it's gone on a downward spiral. And it's just, to me, out of control. And it just seems like to me that the companies that they work for really don't give two shits because if they do, it would be fixed. And it's not. It gets worse every week. So, Brian, let's. There are many wrestlers out there, including myself. <clears throat> I know Tommy does this. Mark, uh, I believe, you might have done this once or twice, who do seminars, seminars for up and coming uh, wrestlers or um, wrestlers in the business who need some extra training. If you were to do a seminar, with referees across the board in the pro wrestling business, what's the number one thing that you would tell them that they need to improve on? The first thing I would say that I feel is the most important, which is what my dad taught me when I first broke into the business uh, 46 years ago, um, <laughs> uh, is that uh, it's not about me. It's not about me at all. I'm not the focal point. Nobody's paying a fucking ticket to see Brian Hebner. Nobody's paying a ticket to see Earl Hebner. The only thing they're seeing is, oh, there's Earl. He's refereeing this wonderful match I'm watching. It is nothing up to do with a referee. The referee is to do their job, which entails many things, but ultimately to count the one, two, three and be out of the way and let the boys be showcased, not you. I um, tell referees all the time, and, and you've seen me do this. Well, we'll look at baseball. We'll look at uh, football. Football, I think, is the most use of referees. It's almost every play. And then you get to challenge it. And there's so many different times where you have four to five referees doing their job and you still can't make a decisive call. And they have to go to a replay. They have to go to New York to do all these things. That's how hard a real referee is, like, to do their job because, one, there's human error. Two, it's like, I saw, this is what I saw, but maybe they were out of bounds. Maybe they weren't in bounds. For wrestling, where we also control the environment. There's, listen, man, I, I've worked with you a million times. You're normally right there listening to the guys going over the matches. Um, for, for me, I say, hey, guys, you're, you control this system. You could be listening to the match as well as, like, I said, wrestlers will always throw you under the bus. They don't care about you. So protect yourselves. And there's so many different ways and outs to make sure, one, where we say, don't bury the ref, or two, like on the ref's part, and, and this is what I don't, like I used to see it all the time, and I don't see it, where the referee knows something's going to happen, and if it's his time not to see it, he sometimes just has to turn away. Um, or do something. And the worst part about it is when I see it when they're in tag six mans with managers and I lose my shit. Uh, I know it's a big 
we all have our quirks. It's a big quirk with bully. And he's right. Um, for me, like coming from ECW where we did everything in front of the referees, but we never made an attempt. We never said, Hey, these are the rules. Um, and it was just accepted. Like you said, it has to go start from management because we all worked in the WWE system where if the referee fucked up, you got this and I'm pointing my finger to come over here. And if you got that once or twice, you know, you weren't going to have a job much longer. And that there's an art of the good referee. There's an art of like, I mean, on indie shows, forget about it. There's some really bad referees because they're friends of, you know, the local promoter. But it is so key to have a great referee, especially a, a great television referee, like you said, that gets out of the way, but knows everything that's happening. And also, like I've seen you make notes like there's so many different things because it's as real as real can get. Yeah, that, that's a lot you covered there. And that's and it's all legit. The thing that I try to remember and I try to teach as, as Bubba asked, if I were to have a seminar or something else I would teach is that. Yes, we're choreographed. I don't use the word fake because I, I, I can't stand that word um, because it's not fake. That's why I've got a pinched nerve and all that shit. If it was fake, I wouldn't have it. So don't don't tell me it's fucking fake. Um, but choreographed is what we are. And you have to, as a referee, bring some sort of legitimacy to the actual part of that equation. In other words, be more real as, or as real as you can be. And... Touching on something else you said about listening to the match, you know, referees bury themselves, man, because they don't listen to the matches. They bury themselves. I don't believe if you're a bubble or tagging, it's up to you to let me know you're going to get kicked in the back or you can just mention it to me. And it's up to me now to figure it out how to get the fuck out the way. That's on the referees. And that's what's lost today. They don't want to hear anything except the finish and then go out there and sign autographs because it gets their adrenaline going and they think they're over and people are paying to see them. They're not. And that's where they're delusional. So I just think that referees need to do a better job of sitting down with the boys with their matches and it may suck for you, but guess what? It's your job. It's what you're getting paid good money to do. You're going on the road because you're supposedly somebody important. So what you need to do is you need to sit down and you need to listen to your match. You need to discover and figure out and question anything that you don't understand or what you can do to help improve the match. It's not just about listening to what they say, walk away and think you got it. Cause it's not that simple. It's really not. And if it is that simple, you're doing a bad job. I remember lots of times where I've worked with Bubba and you, uh, and, and I've asked questions and, you know, Bubba always fucks with me, but that's okay. I, 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 you know, I'm used to it, but I would ask him and he would, you know, work with me and say, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. How do we protect you here? And I would say, I got it, Bubba. I'll, I'll protect myself. That way y'all can run that spot. You don't have to worry about having D-Bone go down the apron. All right, perfect. So you got this. Yes. But that's the kind of stuff that has to happen. Tommy, you go over things like that as well. You know, and, 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 and the one thing about Impact when I was there that I really liked about him is that Tommy, um, Scott were serious about referees and what they were and not being buried, using tag ropes, things like that, that really brought, like I said originally, the legitimacy to being a referee. It's gone in the other companies. And I'm being serious. It's, it's gone. It's gone. I see referees do the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, somebody's going to get him about that because I know their agents and I know how they used to be and how they work. But then it's like the same shit every week and I don't get it. And so referees have been buried so bad lately in my referee review, you know, that I've been putting over where the referees are seeing a finish right in front of them. That's illegal where a guy comes over the, the, the um, uh, apron and kicks someone in the face to flip the pile and he sees it. And actually it was a, she sees it. 
that's her fault. That is her fault. She needs to know where to place herself. She needs to know how it's done. If you don't know, go to the ring. They have it available all day long. If you don't understand it, then get your ass out there and figure it out. She buried herself. The boys didn't help, but guess what? The boys can't do it all. They can't do everything, have a great match, and then protect you too. No, protect yourself. I've also seen referees where there is a finish before it happened, like if there was cheating, literally go down and quickly tie their shoe because they were right there and turn and be like, oh, shit, because I don't want to see this. Um, And the only referee in in most sports that I remember their name, Jim Joyce, he's the guy who blew the Detroit Tigers kid perfect game. And how come I remember his his name is because he didn't do his job. And you saw the guy crying after that press conference. And that held so like strong with me because it's like, man, refs are so important. I know every, well, I used to know every wrestler and referee's name. Um, but like you said, if it, if it gets lost and it, it's something with upper, upper management, then you are going to like, it will get lost and it shouldn't because even, and, and Bubba and, and Mark, you were there the attitude era where everyone talks about this amazing era. Everything was, was go crazy, blah, blah, blah. There were times Steve Austin would be down. The referee does his job. The heel pulls away and somebody on the floor, whether if he was wrestling like rock and then with, with uh, the nation, the nation would as simple as choke Steve Austin and the place would go nuts because it's, that's part of the heat. And the referee's back is turned and how much, hey, ref, you can't see this. What's going on with you? But you're mad at the heel because he's doing what he's supposed to do. Distract the referee. It's so simple in its purest art form. I was in a match with your dad and he was there. The heat behind his back was, you know, I was going to I was going to splash um uh, road dog and D'Lo was on the other side of the ring drawing him but D'Lo didn't draw him long enough and he started to turn and D'Lo tried to get him told him no 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 and he act like he was kicking tape uh, act like he was kicking something <laughs> out of the ring and then turned and I was out of the ring the lost art of the little bitty things like that in referees don't exist no more and, and, and believe me, I have got with refs and said, hey, look, you can do this. You can do that. You can do. But the thing that's that's the problem now, and, and this will fix all of it. The referees want to be stars. They yep. want to be seen. Yep. You have to convince them you doing your job is going to make you a star, not you fucking Waving at the crowd, fucking stop. Yeah. You know, so, and I've said it, but you know what? Well, I, you know, and that brings me to my question, Ryan, because, like, because we talk about it so much on Busted Open, like Tommy said, especially Bully, it really bothers him, and he brings it up, and I think our 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 nation, our listeners are picking up on it as well. And I think it's starting to pick up steam across the board in pro wrestling. It's funny now. I really pay attention to it. I, I have to admit, I think the show that does the best job 
with officiating probably is impact wrestling right now when you look at what they're able to do in the ring. So for you, you know, as somebody who's done it for such a long time and where you're focused and concentrated on it, are there certain shows right now that do a good job with officiating? And are there shows right now where you're watching and you're just pulling your hair out? Brian, before you answer that, because Brian was also there, we also brought Brian in specifically to help our referees, and he did an amazing job with it. Here's bottom line. I went to all our referees, and I told them, if you keep on messing up specifically two different ways, I'm going to make sure you're let go from this company. And it was nothing personal. I said, personally, I like you, but you keep on making these same mistakes. I will, if you make it again, I will do everything in my power to make sure you lose your job. And I, it wasn't like, hey, this isn't personal. You're not doing your job. We've all had real jobs. If yeah. like I'm at McDonald's flipping burgers and they, and I'm over there making milkshakes or drinking the milkshakes right out of the dispenser, it's a great thing to do. Um, I'm going to lose my job. And I had to tell them that because it also came from like where I, I'm a hypocrite to say that from ECW. But then when I went to WWE, I couldn't do the things I did in ECW because then I would have lost my job. So now you can answer your question. Well, like, like you said, Brian, which shows, which show or shows do you think do the best job with refereeing and which show or shows do you think um, need the most help? Um. Well, wait a second. Before you answer, Bully, I'm not even just talking about needing help. I'm talking about, like, actually pulling your hair out where you're watching it on your TV and you're like, all right, this this needs to stop. There, At the top maybe, of the show, yeah. uh, Brian, you said there are certain shows or certain referees that make you want to pull your hair out. So who's the best and who's the worst? Okay, well, I'm I'm, I'm just being – Mark, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, – No, no, I get it. AEW stuff to watch. It really is. It really is. Beyond Paul Turner, uh, who I believe is a very good referee, and I think did a wonderful job when they had that injury um, with, uh, what's his name? Um, Hangman Page. And Hangman yeah. Page. Yes. Okay. He, he did a wonderful job, and I put him over huge through a tweet and, and my podcast, and, I, and I, I, want, I want to put the guys over. But they just, they want to be stars, and you see it. You just see it. Brother, you're not taking bumps. They are. So stop putting the shit over. Get in the corner, back your ass up, and referee a match. And it just bothers me, man, because these people are trying to make everyone happy in the world and busting their asses off. And it just takes away from everything. And, Brian, who I, I have a follow-up question, but who would you say is doing the best job right now as a company or as an individual referee? You know, honestly, to be honest with you, Impact does a really nice job because they simplify the actual part of it, which I believe is really key. And I think that should happen in every wrestling company until they figure out what they really have. Um, I also like a few referees also on WWE. There's, and I don't know their names, uh, but there's a dark haired kid who he's always out of the way, but always spot on does a good job of relaying cues. You don't see him just, you know, I can tell you when matches are going to be over at home when I'm sitting here watching it with AEW. All right, we got three minutes left. I'm sitting here talking to my roommate. There's three minutes. What's the clock say? And, I, and the reason why I know that is because I always perfected that. And I'm, a, I'm not going to ever toot my own horn, but I will with that. Nobody saw me give cues. Nobody. And I perfected that because I learned to do virtuoliquist or whatever it's called. No, I didn't learn to do it. But I, it, it's just something that bothers me. That's, that, that's given the art of what we do away. 
I don't want people to know there's five minutes. I don't want people to know we'll get ready to go to break. I don't want people to know we're back from break. I, I just don't. That's just me. And I, I won't intentionally not give a cue if I'm in a bad position because they can wait another minute. That's fine. But everybody has to run up to them, give them a cue, back up, get back. And it looks fake. And it's, you know, it's just, it just bothers me. It just, that's all. And, and Brian, also, wait, wait, Tommy, I just want to ask my follow-up. I'm sorry, Brian, for, for, for younger fans right now who might be listening to the podcast going, who the hell is this Brian Hebner guy? Who is he to be uh, putting people over or criticizing anybody really quick? Run down your resume. How many WrestleManias have you worked? Uh, four. How many main events of WrestleMania have you worked? Two. And what was the biggest match you ever refed at WrestleMania? Hulk Hogan versus Vincent Mann, the only man to ever do it. Who, who requested you to be the referee of that match? Hulk Hogan. Okay, boom, there's your resume. That gives you the right <laughs> to say anything the fuck that you want to say about any referee there you on go. the planet. Yeah. And, Good job, bully. Good job. And, and listen, Mark, and I, I'm directed to you because I know you have to talk to these people. And that's great, man. I, I think the guy's a wonderful guy. And I've met him when I did some AEW stuff when we're, you know, at Impact, when I did the Rampage show and all that stuff. Yeah. I have nothing against him. It's not about that. But my job at this point is to do my podcast. My job is to review these referees. My job is now to watch wrestling, which sometimes they make it to where it sucks. And I, and I can't stand to do it. Um, but it's nothing personal. It's just something that I wish he would fix. And it looked like yeah. he had heard me. I swear the next week after they hit the dirt sheets pretty strong, it looked like he had tried to control himself, which I thought, okay, so maybe he's a good guy that will listen and just nobody's telling him. But then we got back into the same old thing. And it's not just him. I'm not just calling him out. He's just the most extreme one out of all the bad refing that's going on right now. I, I also don't think, you know, like I said, wrestlers put people in that position. I'm, I'm going to go back. Brian was doing a, a main event match with two top guys in impact. And he pulled me aside. He goes, Hey man, they're, they're thinking this spot and it's completely burying me. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how. And then I went to them and I said, Hey guys, can you tell me this is, and I was like, what about the referee? And they were just like, Pff. I said, what about the referee? I said, you're burying the ref. And I go, which then will bury the validity of what you're doing. And then they fought differently. But if he didn't tell me that, I would not have known as the agent and would just let it slide. And then for me, like, it would have just happened. He, here's the beauty of referee. You probably would have came down on Brian, too. Like, what, yeah, what were you at doing? the end. But the, here's referee the beauty the of refereeing. It's the most important, unimportant job. Because... You're all Cowboys fans. You will still cry about that pass interference play that took you guys out of the playoffs. You still all bitch and moan about it. But yet, oh, was it the referee spot job? Blah, blah, blah. What, what I'm trying to say is this all could be averted, and it's not trying to call people out. It's trying to build people up to be better. I personally, and it's personal opinion, I like when referees sell stuff when it's really, really big. Um but yeah, that's, John, that's fin John Finnegan selling Taz and Bigelow going through the hole yes. in the ring made that yeah. shit. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's the stuff that I'm talking about. That's and didn't you hang on. Didn't you do the big show uh, Brock uh, ring break? No, that was Kyoto. And he did a wonderful job with that. As and well. like how he fought. Oh man, it's great. And that's what I'm saying. Like it adds to the match communicating with wrestlers for us. Yeah. Forget about time. If a wrestler's lost, Hey man, can you tell him this, 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 you, you've done a great job, but also like, 
it's so key for the match to be great. And, and it's just, we want to build people up to make the business better and the sport better. Cause I'm telling you from a management position, if Brian never told me that I would do the a yelled at Brian or B just like, eh, it happens and then moved on, but it can't just, eh, it happens because then it's a trickle down effect and it becomes the new norm and the new norm gets what it becomes bad. And it takes away from heat and it takes away from the, the match and the validity uh, of the refs. We've all made mistakes. I, I shit, me and Bully always make reference to me covering the wrong guy and stupid shit. Like sometimes you do fucked up shit. Take the ch- ass chewing or take the criticism and say, damn it, I, I got to do better. Rather than, you know, he just, he just mad because I'm on TV now and he's not. Or he's he's an agent. He he was never good anyway. He just wants to bash me over the head. Like what? We got to stop that in wrestling. The cannibalism of wrestling. Bullies quoted that term. We cannibalize our own business. We're the only people that do that. We can't take our punishment like a man or a woman and not blame it on somebody. I'm tired of that, guys. This is the master's class. Brian is the guest master today. So his job on this show is to tell your ass that you're doing wrong. He he is a master. How many WrestleManias have you done? Yeah. How many main event pay-per-views you done at AEW and Impact and every other major company in the world? I guarantee you. Brian, I know he doesn't speak Japanese, but I guarantee you if he was in Japan today or tomorrow, he could ref a match and 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 watch it and know what's going on because of what he's seen and put himself in the best position for the success of those Japanese wrestlers. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Mark. And I, and there's something I want to say that the story is a little story to touch on. When I was breaking in this business, my dad would not put me on TV at all. I had to work house shows, go to TVs to set the ring up and go in the back, get dressed in hopes that I would be able to do a match and, and wouldn't do one. And this happened for years before I got in there. So finally, he elevated me to do Sunday Night Heat. Yay for me. Whatever. I was still pissed off because my dad would not give me the shot that I thought I deserved. So he would work me Sunday Night Heat for a couple more years. And he would just degrade me, beat me up. And I said to him one day, and I walked up to him, and I went to go look at the run sheet. And it was like a year just doing Sunday Night Heat and all that stuff. And I go, Dad, why, why, why am I not on one of the shows and one of the matches tonight? He goes, because you're the shits. And I said, I'm the shits. He goes, yes, you need work done. You have to get done. Until I think you're qualified to be on TV, that's when you'll be on. Don't ask me again. Learn how to fucking do this shit, and then you'll be on TV. That's what my dad told me. Now, I finally did a great match. I swear to you. And what he even told me, I'm about to elevate you. I finished. I was so happy with my work. I go to the back and I said, I'm huffing, I'm puffing. Dad, what'd you think? He goes, exact words for word. Y'all guys know my dad. What the fuck's wrong with your legs? I said, what do you mean? Is something wrong with your fucking leg? And I went, no, there's nothing wrong with my leg. What are you talking about? 
Well, then keep your hands off the fucking ropes. The ropes aren't there for you to, to get yourself up and to hold on to unless you're nervous and scared and don't know what you're doing. Or if you have something wrong with your leg, I'll get you a cane and you can do a rat match with a cane. <laughs> I said, okay, I didn't realize I'm doing it. And he said, well, then realize it and you'll get on TV. So I, I don't want to hear that I had no criticism. And the boys back then, I'm telling you, were stiff. And I'm cool with that. And I think this is what made me the person I am. I can take anything. I really can. I, and I'll sell it too. But I'm just telling you, I, I'm not soft. And these people need to, like you said, Mark, need to just take it with a grain of salt and know that it's to help them. And I was beat up, man. My dad, I used to think he didn't even fucking love me. So, I mean, come on. It's part of the game, man. The wrestling business is a, is a, is a tough game. And you better have some thick skin and be prepared to hear the kind of shit I'm saying. Well, I'm just guessing after that, you probably never used a rope to get yourself up off the mat after that. So, you know, lesson learned. I, I don't touch that rope unless I have to get out of the ring and I don't touch the stage, uh, the, 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 the ramp, the, the steps. I don't touch those either because he said something about those. That's another story. So I don't touch those either. I hop in the ring every time. All right. So last question, and I think it's what you're saying is important. Is there a solution? Is, is there a way that we could get back to where there is credibility back onto the referee. Yes, I do. I believe there should be people that I know that are backstage at AEW, such as Mark, such as Arn, such as Jericho. Uh, those people need to hold these people accountable for the things they see and not just let it go and act like it's not there. I know there's Road Dog in WWE. I know there's um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. There's, there's all these people that can end this stuff. Make them know what they're doing and don't let it be ignored because that's obviously what's happening right now. I know Tommy will do it. That's why I didn't mention impact. It's not because I was there last. I know that that goes on there. And I know, I think that's why the officiating is a little different there than it is in everywhere else. I don't watch MLW and stuff like that. I watch AWWE and, and impact. That's the only thing I watch. And that's all, that's enough for me. Um, but yes, it just needs to be addressed. It can't be ignored. And it only takes one person to have the balls and just say, you know what? I'm going to fix this shit because I'm hearing what Brian's saying. And he's right. The boys are working hard, but there's too much light being shined on a referee when it shouldn't be. I just think that's the key. It can be fixed, but it needs to be addressed. If it's not addressed, it won't get fixed and it'll continue to get worse. And people will continue to get trained wrong. And uh, I don't think, I, I just as a final thought to what you just said, Brian, I don't, I think the problem is <laughs> these companies are not trying to shine a light on a referee. I think the referee is finding the light and a referee should never try to find the light. You're absolutely right, man. And, and, and I'll tell all of you, if any of you referees listen to this, nobody is paying to see you. I swear to God, no one. No one is waiting out back when you go to your car with one of the boys and you think everybody's cheering, they're cheering for you. You're, nobody's cheering for you. Get your bag and maybe grab the other guy that you're with and grab his bag and put it in a fucking car and you go to the car. Because nobody cares about you except the people you work with because they want you to do a good job for them inside that ring. After that, go the fuck up. Uh, you can hear him on Reffing It Up with Brian Hepner, our guest here today. Uh, Brian, how can fans get in touch with you? Oh, well, it's pretty simple. You can go on Twitter or Instagram, and I'm at Baby Hebner. Uh, and also have my uh, podcast, which is at Reffing It Up. And you're more than welcome to DM me any questions. Uh, throw it out there, too. And you guys are more than welcome to as well. If you see something that you don't like or have questions about, I'll put it on my Reffing Review, and we'll discuss those things. And I think it's a pretty neat segment. It's pretty different than what anybody else is doing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just having fun with it. And thank you guys so much for having me on. And 
uh, let's hope, maybe hope this helps out with the, with the, with the bad movement going on. All right. We'll do our best uh, for Brian Hepner, our guest, for Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. Thanks for listening to the Masters Class. Make sure you give us a five-star review. We want to hear from you. Also, if you think there's some good topics that need to be covered, make sure you go to at Busted Open Radio. We love to hear from you. And while you're at it, go to podswag.com slash Busted Open. Brand new merchandise for the holidays for the Busted Open Nation. So for everyone here, make sure you listen to us on Sirius XM Fight Nation. And we'll talk to you next week right here on the Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.